Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Amen, amen, amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise God. If you would open the word of the Lord with me to the book of Acts chapter 8, reading with verse 1. Acts 1 and 8. This is the Lord giving us the commission of his church, his intent of the body of Christ. We'll also be reading from Luke chapter 10, possibly Acts chapter 16. Sounds like a long message. Start thinking about three different texts. But ye shall receive power. Everybody say power. Power. Holy Ghost power. Amen. Power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses. It's not something you do. It's, It's actually just what happens when you get the power. I think we've turned so winning into something you got to do like a checklist instead of just something you become as a soul winner, a witness. Amen. You shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the world, the earth. He said, you shall be witnesses unto me both in Zanesville Muskingum County, Southeastern Ohio, Ohio, the United States, Guatemala, Vietnam, maybe Germany's next, I don't know. How many believe God has a plan for all of us? Praise God, praise God. I want us to start thinking the way the Lord wanted us to think. The Bible tells us in Acts 2, he added to the church. By Acts 16, the Bible says, when the number of disciples was multiplied. Everybody say multiplication. Let's put our Bibles down, lift our hands, and ask God to speak to us tonight. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for this amazing congregation. I pray your hand be upon them. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. Turn to two or three people and tell them, be fruitful and multiply. Amen. You may be seated. Scripture tells us that Eve was saved through childbearing. It was a commandment of the Lord that to Adam and Eve to be fruitful (coughs) and multiply. They populated the the whole earth and after the flood, you'll find that Noah's three boys and their wives repopulated the earth again by being fruitful and multiplying. I uh, have a grandmother that 
Grandma Bounds, her name was Mabel Bounds, my dad's mother. Her, her, her husband's name was Homer. And uh, they had 12 children, seven boys and five girls. That is chaos. I went up a couple years ago and the, the house is abandoned now and went in there and the house is so much smaller than I remember it when I was just a little kid. And, uh, but every Sunday we would meet up there after we'd have our own dinner, we'd go to grandma's every Easter, every Thanksgiving and every Christmas. There would be about 70 to 80 people at grandma's house. I'm talking about fun. You couldn't get everybody in that house. I mean, we were in apple fights, snowball fights. We were sleigh riding down the hill, the old red dog hill, we called it. Instead of gravel, we had something called red dog. It was a product from the coal mines. But <coughs> we grew up there and there, was a, there were just kids everywhere. Uh, when you think of addition, uh, is one house having children and and, but, you know, you can't think only addition and have 12 kids, I think. Can I get a witness from somebody? But, but they had 12 children, but my grandmother was still having children after she was having grandchildren. So she had nieces, she, she had nieces and nephews that were older than the aunts and uncles. You're still trying to process that right now. That's true. Some of the nieces and nephews were older than their aunts and uncles. And when you look at what happened is, is that one house produced 12 kids, but then all of a sudden all 12 kids have their own houses and they are producing children. So all of these houses or these couples, because they got married and had these kids, you had different houses in different parts of the country that were having their children and a lot of them at the nearly the same time. And you go from one house having been fruitful to you have multiplication of many houses having children. There's a difference between addition and multiplication. When you're thinking addition, you're thinking of one family. We had another child. We had another child. But when you think multiplication, you are thinking about your children having children. And so the point is here is that God didn't intend for Jerusalem just to add to the church daily. That was a Jerusalem revival. Is when the church is adding daily such as should be saved. It's one city, it's one area that is adding to the kingdom of God. It was not the will of God for one city just to have a harvest. But he had led them and he had taught them and he had showed them through his example. He said, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He said, I'm gonna give you power. Somebody shout power. I'm gonna give you power I'm gonna give you power to be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea, all of Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. I am gonna give you something that's bigger than a city. It's gonna be bigger than a building. It's gonna to spread to another part. And what he was saying was, I never intended for my church just to be a church of addition, but I've got plans for the church to become a church of multiplication. Would you clap your hands and... Praise him with me. When it was one pulpit, one pastor and one congregation, and we would have people getting the Holy Ghost, that was an addition revival. 
But when we took from that revival, raised up leaders and we trained laborers for the harvest, we sent them to Cambridge. We sent them to Crooksville. We've sent them to McConnellsville. We've sent them all over. I could keep naming them, but we've sent them now in, in eight other cities or seven other cities. And we've sent them now into Guatemala and even into Vietnam. We have sent them. And sometimes while we are having church on a Sunday here, they are baptizing all over these places and having children at the same time. That is multiplication. Amen, amen. You give me a church that is not missional, I will give you a church that will die. The church has got to have a vision. Without a vision, the people perish. And I preach to you today that if we're not careful, we will want to hold on to some old traditions of just addition and, be, and, and miss what God has called us to do. God didn't just save me. He wants me to be saved, but he wants to save others through me. Look at your neighbor and say, be fruitful and multiply. Can I tell you, we ought to get excited every time we hear about another city, that's church that come out of this church, amen, that somebody's repented, somebody's been baptized. We ought to get excited about it. We got one right here. We got another one right there. Amen, we got somebody right there happy about it. When, when another church is having it, we ought to get excited about it because it's multiplication. Amen. If somebody gets the Holy Ghost in one of our campuses, it doesn't have to happen in Zanesville. We can get excited that it's happening there. I'll go a little further. If it's coming to an, a, another church here in town that's not an anchor, and we hear they had a breakout of revival, that's multiplication. It's not about what I'm doing. It's what God's doing that really matters. And if I could celebrate my brother, amen. I think we ought to lift our hands and say, God bless Clover Street, First United Pentecostal Church right now in Jesus' name. Come on, pray with me. God, let them have a revival, reaching people like they've never reached them before. Touch Pastor Cottrell right now. Lord, his wife, Lisa, let them have a great revival. Let them see a harvest like they've never, pour the spirit out upon them tonight while they're having church in Jesus' name. God, I pray for Pastor Henderson. Lifeway right now that you would let your spirit fall upon them. Let them have an old-fashioned revival. God, you've heard their prayers poured upon them. We want to see souls added to the king. Come on, that's just a couple. How many believe God can do it? God, touch Elder McDonald in Jesus' name. Touch the Apostolic Christian Church. Oh, God, touch Elder Brown right now. Let there be a move of your spirit. Touch Pastor Garza right now. Let there be a revival. Come on, clap your hands. We want multiplication. We want multiplication. When you settle for addition, you're excited only for you. But when you start thinking multiplication, you become excited for others. Multiplication is not about me, it's about the kingdom. 
Addition I can celebrate because it's in my house. But multiplication's gonna happen in somebody else's house. And I believe in the end time, if we're gonna reach the harvest that God has prepared, we must become a people that are excited about what God's doing in other cities, in other churches, in other families, in other nationalities, in other ethnicities, in other languages. We gotta be happy about what God is doing. Amen. Many years ago, prior to even knowing I was going to be in Zanesville, I was preaching in Conyers, Georgia, near Atlanta. And uh, Cindy and I hadn't been married that long. And I was awakened when I, when I was awakened the next morning. And uh, I was preaching by myself. She wasn't even in that, that revival with me. But I woke up and the Lord gave me a vision. I actually saw a building uh, almost from a topographical view. I saw a big anchor in the front and it said the anchor church on it. I could see that. But around that big church, I saw all these other buildings around it. And I called my wife. I knew it was from the Lord. I called my wife. I said, God gave me a vision. I don't know what it means, but I just feel like one of these days I'm going to pastor a church called the anchor. And I was, we, we drove up and down. We were in Florida driving around and I remember seeing an anchor church there. You remember that? And that never even heard of the name, the anchor, but saw one there. We didn't know what the future held, but here we are. We are, we are here in, in Zanesville, Ohio. And I'm glad to tell you that that vision is being fulfilled, not fulfilled yet, but it's being fulfilled because we have a church in Jerusalem but it's awesome. We've got them in all over the region and that's, that's, that's what God wants to do in the end time. Amen. I'm glad about what God's done in Zanesville, but I get equally excited when I hear about financial breakthroughs in another one, or if I, I hear about growth in another church, if I hear about that because the kingdom is bigger than Jerusalem, what God was saying is I'm gonna give you power to be witnesses both here and it's gonna be so explosive, it's gonna come out of here and go there. Can I say to every daughter work pastor, Brother Nehemiah Stan, Brother Crispin, amen. Brother Tony, would you stand with me? Uh, I think... Is Brother Castle here? I know Brother Nutter's out of town. But can I say to you three pastors, what God is gonna do in his will is, is not just to have addition in your cities, he's gonna bring multiplication. And what I mean by that, he said, I'm gonna give you power in the Holy Ghost to be not only a witness in McConnellsville, Crooksville, and Cambridge, but I'm gonna give you power that you're gonna be a witness both in Cambridge, Crooksville, McConnellsville, and the next city. There's a next city. There's a next city. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. There's a next city. You know what that means? There's another preacher gonna rise up in your congregation. There's another missionary gonna rise up in your congregation. It's going, hallelujah. They might come in, they might come in and have tattoos and a little dope on the breath and they might come in and be at the bar last week. We don't know. What we do know is God's not gonna hold them for their mistakes of the past because he went to Calvary to take care of it, to raise them up, to do a work. That's what he's come to do. He's raising them up. Who knows? Who knows where the 
next campus will be. I'm telling you, I feel prophecy on me. There's another city. There's another work. Guess what it's going to do? And maybe it's going to be another restored preacher. Another backslider is going to repent in your church. He said, it's going to be by the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to do it. I'm going to give you power. I'm going to give you power. Clap your hands and praise him. Somebody shout multiplication. Now be seated. How many want to be a part of a church of multiplication? Praise the name of the Lord. Isn't it exciting? It's exciting. Man, it's exciting. It's exciting. We're one church in multiple locations. We are. Praise God, we are. We're working hand in hand. We're working together in unity. We rejoice with one another. Praise the name of the Lord. I want to rejoice with everything you do. How many's excited about Jerusalem? But how many are excited about every campus that's having revival? Woo! I think it was last Sunday. Hey, hey, brother, sister, Christmas, Stan. I'm glad to tell you that their their campus is now debt free. God worked a miracle. It's debt free. Hallelujah. And there's much more blessing on the way. They've run out of room. Just a couple Sundays ago, I think they had over 100. I think it was 108 people in that congregation. It's, it's full, the parking lot. They're, they're, they're gotta, he's, he's trying to figure out where he's going to put everybody. My lands, that's, that's multiplication, and I'm happy about it. Woo! I rejoice about it. I rejoice about it. I rejoice about it. Brother Nehemiah, Brother Nehemiah, I'm rejoicing for what God is doing in McConnellsville. There are some men that have come from another uh, uh, area there that are seeing the truth. They're being delivered and set free. There's an, uh, an addiction home that's been coming over and there's been great revival that's happened there. I'm rejoicing what God's doing in McConnellsville. Praise the name of the Lord. He's raising it up. Somebody shout, he's raising it up. Brother Nutter's been having a breakthrough in Coshocton. New families moving in. New families coming to the Lord. And when I think of that, I think, my goodness, God's so good because this is bigger than Jerusalem. He said it's going to be bigger, bigger, bigger. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. amen. If you can get excited about somebody else's revival, you can rejoice with somebody else's miracle. Guess what? Then God's gonna be able to trust you with one. And you hear of somebody's children that are boxing to come back to the Lord, don't ever say this statement. It must be nice. Look at your neighbor and say, don't say it must be nice. That's poverty talk. Boy, let's stay here for a minute. That's poverty talk. Well, it must be nice. Don't talk like that. What you're saying, what you're saying is I'm not grateful for what God's done for you. Just look at everything. No, we can't talk like that. When somebody gets a miracle, when we hear Brad McHenry could get a kidney tonight, amen. It ought to be exciting. Oh, hallelujah. It ought to make you shout. That's my brother. That's my brother. That's my brother. Come on, somebody rejoice for the goodness of the Lord. 
We rejoice with them that rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. And to think that there's some Sundays all of us baptize at the same Sunday. We're all baptized in different campuses. Amen. That's like Grandma Bounds, praise God. I'm just gonna go and tell you, we're gonna be like Mama Bounds. Is that all right? We, we've, we've been sending out, we've been sending it. We're having babies, praise God. But guess what? We're gonna, have, we're gonna keep having babies even though our, our children are having babies. That's multiplication. Y'all don't even know what I meant right there, but you'll catch it tomorrow when you're after a good cup of coffee. I said, we're gonna keep, we're not gonna stop having a revival in Zanesville because our campuses, there's a great mighty harvest that's here. And brother Nehemiah, brother Geo, come here. Our outreach director, listen to what God's gonna do. He's gonna raise them up so we can send them out again. We've got amazing pastors and, and leaders that we've sent out of this church of the cities. But God said, there's another harvest. There's another harvest, I'm gonna raise it and send them out. There's another missionary. There's another Sunday school teacher. There's another musician. Somebody shout multiplication. Everybody say amen. amen. You can be seated. Jesus said and taught us a principle in Luke 10, verse one. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also. 70 faithful people. Amen. And sent them two and two before his face into what? Every city and place whither he himself would come. Billy Cole made this statement. He said, I was just smart enough to find out where the Holy Ghost was going and I would show up. We've got to find out where God's going and get there and prepare it before he gets there. It's a principle. When God is coming, when God's getting ready to do something, he will have an evangelist to go ahead of him to prepare the heart of the people so when it comes, the harvest can be ready. Everybody say, go ahead. The Bible said John the Baptist prepared the way of the Lord. He went ahead of him to prepare the way for him. Jesus, when he was getting ready to come to a city, he would send these 70 others, two and two. 35 couples went out. 35 dynamic duos went out. And they would go to the city and they would go from door to door and house to house and they would minister before the Lord would ever come. Everybody say, go ahead of the Lord. He would tell them where to go and get there to prepare. Can I tell you today that God has a plan to visit this city again? He did in 09. He did in 08. We've seen a level of harvest through there, but it was stopped for a period of time. But God said, there's another harvest here. That's what the Lord said. We've heard it. It's here. How many excited about it? Listen. I prophesied to the daughter work pastors a minute ago and I'm excited for their next city and what God's gonna do and continue to do. But I feel like that there's a harvest here that's exponential. 
It's bigger than anything we've ever experienced. It's bigger than the year to remember, which was 09. It's bigger than 350 we baptized in Jesus' name and 500 were filled with the Holy Ghost. It's bigger than that. It's gonna be greater than that. It's gonna be bigger than that. He said, I'm gonna give you power to do it again. Do you believe that? So here it is. Here it is. He said, when you get to a city, and I tell you where I'm gonna go, you go ahead of me, and this is what you preach. Watch what he said unto them, verse two, Luke 10 and two. Hear this. Therefore said he unto them, the harvest truly is Do you believe the end time harvest is great? Come on. Do you believe it's great? Then get involved. Do you believe it's huge? Get plugged in. Let your hands be in the dirt. Let your hands be in the field. Amen, it's harvest time. My goodness, it's harvest. Look what he said. The harvest truly is great. It's massive. It's a big deal. It's not just something that's going to happen on Sunday and Wednesdays. This is bigger than that. The harvest is so massive. There's so many people about to be saved. There's so many people going to be baptized. It's great. It's great. It's huge. It's huge. I hope this next statement means something to you. It could be your children. It could be your neighbor. It could be your parent. It's probably going to be your coworker. It's going to be somebody in your life that you love. God's about to save. That's what it means to have a harvest. Amen. 75% of people to come to church come because of a friend or a family member. It hurts my feelings but only 3% come because they like the preacher. I don't blame them. They come because they like you. 1% come out of door knocking. That's what church growth studies do. But if we can reach 1% by doing that, we'll do it. But the truth of the matter is the harvest always happens connected to a laborer. You know, I ain't ever seen a harvester throw the barn doors open say, tell all the corn, come on! You don't like my humor, but it's funny. All the ears of corn just jump up and start running toward. It doesn't happen that way. It's ready, but you have to go get it. Your hands have to touch it. You got to be near it. You got to get around it forever. It's got to be carried here. Come on, it's got to be carried. You want to see somebody that needs it. You want to see a miracle, bring somebody to the church that needs one. I don't care where you are. You start talking to people about the Lord and you start telling them about the goodness of God. Hallelujah. And guess what happens? It's not long that they say, hey, man, I need prayer. Oh, well, let me pray with you. Won't you go to church with me? There's miracles that happen there. This lady right here was crippled when she came to church two Wednesdays ago. One leg was shorter than the other and God healed her right here on a Wednesday night. Am I telling the truth? Isn't that right? Come on. Can you get excited about somebody's miracle? She was crippled. Everybody say multiplication. You may be seated. He said the harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. The labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest. Everybody say the Lord of the harvest. 
that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. He said, go your ways. Here's the point. Before he ever visits, he sends a laborer ahead to prepare it. You're going to reap what you sow. You can't sit in the barn or the church house and wait on all the corn to come. You got to sow and then reap. You got to pray and reach and witness. You got to call some people and say, I've been praying for you. Just want you to know, I'm thinking of you. you got, you've been on my mind. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about love. I'm not talking about check the mark, mark box off because I'm teaching it. I'm talking about loving people, genuinely loving people because they need God. I need God. There's an old song the man, man wrote where I grew up. It says, somebody prayed for me. They had me on their mind. They sacrificed their time. They fell down on their knees and prayed for me. They had no doubt the Lord could bring them out. I'm so glad that somebody prayed for me. The Bible says, go sow in tears and then you'll come back you'll come back rejoicing. Sow the seed in tears. The seed is the word of God. It's faith. But, but prayer is the water. Prayer is the rain that germinates the witness, that germinates the testimony. You gotta have prayer if you're gonna be a laborer. And then guess what? If you'll get involved with people's lives. Well, I'm an introvert. You need to pray for boldness. I used to be pretty shy as a teenager, pretty insecure. But one day I got on the knees and I said, God, there's too many people to reach. I can't, I can't be affected this way. I need boldness. You know what? He gave it to me. When it comes on me, I'll climb across the seat to get to you. Then when the Holy Ghost lifts, I look for a back door to get away from you. Amen. <laughs> boldness to witness. To sit beside somebody on an airplane and witness about the things of God. To a perfect stranger at a restaurant. To invite somebody to church. And I realize it's a challenge. Well, I'm uncomfortable with that. Guess what? It's life. He said, it's going to be risky. That's why he told them in the next verse. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. What was he saying? It's risky. People are going to reject you. I remember I was door knocking one time. We were young. I was uh, helping my dad. We were, we were out door knocking in a community where I grew up. And finally, there was a lady that was with us. Her name was Missy. Missy Hall. She had never done this before, as far as I know. But finally, she got the courage. She said, I'll knock on the next door and invite them to church. Man, wouldn't you know she got the grumpiest door in the community. <laughs> She's up there shaking, going to invite him to church. Hello, my name is Missy I'm in the Glen Ferris Episcite Church and I want to invite you to church. I don't want to go to church. Boom, he slammed the door. I think she was through the rest of the day, you know. There's going to be moments but the Bible says if they don't receive you, you go to that house, listen, he, he told them even what to say. He told them even what to say. He, he, he said, he said uh, verse, verse four, carry neither purse nor scrip nor shoes, and salute no man by the way. And into whatsoever house ye enter first say, peace be to this house. He said, you go to that house and prophesy. Do you believe you have the power to speak prophecy? Come on. 
I, I know this means goodbye in the Christian culture, but we have this phrase. We say, well, God bless you. We don't even think about what we just said. We just ask God to bless them. You know, our, our salute in the church is praise the Lord. What if you just, you know, next time somebody says praise the Lord to me, I'm just going to start, whoa, glory, God. I'm going to start dancing right there on the spot. Whoa, glory. I'm going to start singing hallelujah. You know how crazy you'd look at me if I did that? You'd be like, what are you doing? I'm praising the Lord. Amen. We don't think about our terminologies. He said, but when you get in that house, you get in that house, when you, are, you go there and you knock on that door and they ask you to come in, you say, you say, peace be to this house. If Jesus can say, peace be still and the storm stop. He said, my followers can say peace and peace can come to a house where there's chaos. Come on, there's power when we speak. That's why we don't cuss. That's why we don't let swear words come out of our mouth. That's why we shouldn't speak when we're angry. Be angry and sin not. Because there's power. Anytime you say something, it does form something in your life. But guess what? I can say peace, and peace is gonna come into that place. How many believe there's power when we say, oh, I pray peace over every one of you tonight. I pray you go home in the peace of God. I pray the peace of God is up on you. And if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall turn to you again. And in the same house remain, eating and drinking such things as they give, for the labor is worthy of his hire. Go not, go not from house to house, and into whatsoever city ye enter, and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you, and heal the sick. Hold on, God's not sending me out without power. Well, 17 weeks from now, we've got a healing crusade at the anchor and you can come with me and so-and-so is going to pray for you. It's not what the Bible says. If I send you to the streets, if I send you there and God gets you up and he sends you, healing's going to be there. I wonder what we would actually do, Brother Putnam, if we truly believed that God was going to be, that the son of peace was going to be there with us. I wonder what would happen if we believed that when we prayed, whatever we asked God would do, he would do it. I, I feel this. When I was praying right here, it's just about where you are sitting, I was praying. The Lord dealt with me. He said to go to Mike Dunlap's house. Been out of the church for 50 years. 50 years. 50 years. And I was somewhere here. And I got up, led by the Lord. I got up and I walked right out. I got in my truck and I drove to his house. I knew where he lived. When I pulled in his driveway, there was no car there, but I knew he was home. Because the Lord had sent me. I go up there and I knocked on his door. I knocked on his door because the Lord has sent me to him. I walked into that house. I knocked on the door. Come in. When I went there, he was he was he was sitting there, and and uh, I can still picture the house. I can see it still today. And I walked in. I said, Mike, it's good to see. You. I've been praying for you today. The Lord sent me to your house. He nodded his head like this, and I said, The Lord told me to tell you that He loves you and He wants to forgive you. He said, Me. He wants to forgive me. I said, yes, the Lord sent me here. If you'll repent of your sins, the Lord's going to forgive you right now. 
And that man lifted his hands right there and started repenting. And the Holy Ghost met me there. The, the, the prince, the son of peace came in that room, came right on him right there. Tears started running. He lifted his hands, started speaking another tongue. God refilled him with a baptism of the Holy Ghost just a few months before he died. What would you do if God would meet you there? Who would you reach if you thought you weren't by yourself? He said, ye shall receive power. You're not in that home. God didn't you send you there just to be do something methodical, just some random. No, he sent you there because he's gonna bring healing. He's gonna bring peace. He's gonna bring restoration. He's gonna bring a miracle. He's gonna bring a breakthrough. He's bringing salvation. But somebody's gotta go to the house. Somebody's gotta go to the house. Somebody say amen. He said, and heal the sick that are therein and say to them, the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. You know where the kingdom of God is? It's in you. Everybody put your hand on your chest and say, it's in me. Anytime I get near you, Brother Cody, the kingdom of God is near you. Anytime I get around you, the kingdom of God is near you. God forbid we can have the kingdom of God this close to somebody and they never know the Prince of Peace is there with them. They ought to feel God. There ought to be an opportunity. You ought to look for an opportunity to talk about the things of the Lord. Amen. This world doesn't need another church building. They need a church at their building. That's what needs to happen. We need to have people coming to the house. Come on, so I jump up your feet and say, go to the house, go to the house, go to the house, go to that city, go to that city. Amen. I feel something. I, this, is, this, is, this is not planned right now what I'm about to do. Amen. Amen. Pastor Crispin, Pastor Tony, Pastor Nehemiah, those watching online, maybe Pastor Nutter, Pastor Castle, my land's are listen getting bigger. I'm asking y'all to do us a favor here in Zanesville. There's an old fashioned revival here. There's an old harvest that's getting ready to happen in Zanesville. You know what? I'm asking y'all to send laborers on some Saturday to go from house to house. And this is so random, I had no plan of this. But I wonder if McConnellsville and Crooksville and New Lex Cambridge, we'd have a good old, Brother Geo, can you put this together with Brother Cody? And that we have an evangelism day to where we go all over this city inviting people all over and we do something right here in Zanesville and we believe for miracles on the streets, conversions on the day, Bible studies gonna come out, healings. Is that all right, Pastor Christman? Is that okay? Is that okay, Brother Tony? Is that all right, Brother Nehemiah? How many believe it for an old fashioned revival? The prophet said there's going to be a summer harvest. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. Let's go after it. Let's remain standing. People are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. He prophesied we're going to be baptizing them in swimming pools. Who's got a swimming pool here? I've been looking for a place for my kids to swim. Amen. That's... Brother Joe, what would happen? Your Bible study on a Thursday night, the Holy Ghost would fall. Repentance. They repent right there. You know what I say? Take them to the pool and baptize them in Jesus' name. I used to want two baptismals in the church because we'd be baptizing so many people. But my vision's a little different now. 
We got baptismals all over. We got rivers and creeks. What would happen if the church got a hold of it and realized you are the church? This is just the location where we meet. That multiplication is something that God is going to do in our lives. My goodness. Somebody say amen. amen. Throw that screen up here. This is called linear church growth. It's when one church gets bigger. Do you see that? Everybody say one building. See the church up top? That's linear. That's just addition. Adding to the church. An exponential, which is the way of thinking now today. It's the only way you really get exponential growth. You can have addition growth, but it's going to be limited. But exponential has no, no limitation. Saul killed his thousands. David killed his that, that number actually means unlimited. It does not mean one more than 9,999. It means unlimited. He's the, he's the fairest of, it's a cliche. It's like we say millions. Everybody say unlimited. Exponential thinking, and sorry that my slide is not clear. Exponential thinking is when you have a church that starts having things go on in the home. Everybody say the house. Church starts happening in the homes and starts multiplying. It's not just at the church house, but it's in your house. It's no longer addition. It's, hey, pastor, we baptized somebody in Jesus' name this week at the Bible study in our home. That's multiplication thinking, not addition thinking. That's Homer Mabel Bounds thinking. But then you get over here to realize it's not just going to be in the home, but we're going to have churches in homes all over Zanesville, but we're going to have churches in other cities because we're going to raise up and send out. See, God has blessed us in so many levels to train up and to send out. Get involved with first steps. Get involved with Bible studies. Get involved with small groups. Get involved with that because it's exponential thinking. Only coming to church on Sunday and Wednesday is addition thinking. But getting involved in a small group is exponential thinking. It's bigger than a church building. Are y'all hearing me today? We've reached thousands and thousands of people now from right here in one city because 12 years ago, more, 13 years ago, we started thinking exponentially instead of linearly. And God has trained us. God has trained up. Brother Christman, I went to Cambridge not knowing who the next guy would be. But the Lord said if I would go, he'd prepare the heart of the man. And when I decided to go, you showed up here. Wasn't that a powerful message he preached about the light and a shadow? Wasn't that powerful? And I've thought about that so many days that he preached about on the night of healing. But I don't believe the timing would have happened to that if I hadn't went. The Bible says through the scent of water. Not when the water falls, but that the water's on the way that the tree will sprout new life. Job 14, are y'all here? You're not thinking about Taco Bell, are you? I mean, you already hurt my feelings. Only 3% of you come because you like Minihan. You know, I'm teasing. But listen, listen to me. Brother Dean Reinhardt, I'll never forget the night we, we talked about going to Crooksville 
And we had already decided to go. Just didn't have any money to go, but we decided to go, Brother Cody. And I looked down, here's Becky Nutter, prayed back through the Holy Ghost right here, 35 years away from the Lord. Laying on the altar, praying, weeping and crying and speaking in tongues. And it was that moment I said, you ever notice that when a preacher gets up and he starts humming? That means it feels real good, but he doesn't know what to say. I looked at Brother Godwin, I said, you, you feel to preach? And I, I don't know what to do. And he said, just obey the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, that's when Bob Spring ran up and said, I'll give $1,000. We didn't even receive an offering. Becky Nutter will feel the Holy Ghost in Crooksville. But was repenting that night because when the city, just the word that we were coming, it was the scent that the kingdom of God was on the way. And it sends triggers. It's victory shouts in the spirit that starts doing this to people that were once connected. No man cometh to God except the spirit draws him. If you feel God, it's because God. If you feel caught in it's because of God. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that there's a harvest that's here, but we've got to get out of the streets because he's coming. But we've got to go first, knock the doors and reach the people and up and down the streets and get a hold of people. Do you believe that? When we went to Crooksville, we took about 25, 25 people from the church and went and knocked all these doors. And Brother Gene... You're welcome because you end up getting a bride from that door knocking. Hey, Brother Gene, all the single people are going to show up and go door knocking next. Amen. Sister Cammie, my mom, my mama knocked on that door. Sister Cammie's door. And here came Kel and Jenny and R Jenna and RJ to our first service in Crooksville on Easter 2009. And look what the Lord did. I'm just saying, it's not methodical business things. It's not, it's, it's, it's a power of God. I don't know how else to say it tonight, but there's more on the way. But we've got to go reach them. He said, here's how it happens. I'm coming to the city, but we need some labors. I want you to pray. Lift your hand, I'm done. Lift your hand, start praying for God to send labors to the city. I don't ever recall ever asking the daughter works to sow into Zanesville, but I'm asking tonight, letter of the Lord, we're going to sow into this city with laborers. And God's going to open up in other cities and another revival and another harvest because when you sow in another field, you end up reaping in your own. It's getting ready to happen. Zanesville's getting ready to reap another harvest. It's been a while, but it's getting ready to happen like never before. These buildings can't contain it. I wonder if somebody would start calling out to God for this city. I wonder if somebody start repenting for the city. Come on. I wonder if some preacher, some saint, some believer start repenting for somebody you don't even know yet. Oh, God, give them repentance. Come on, Jonah, start repenting for a city. Start praying. That's it. Come on, all over this building, I want to find a place to pray and start repenting for people that are lost. God, send us, send us. Lord, oh, God, forgive this city.
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.